We are talking now about our organ transplant systems, kind of part of our continuing conversation about what's going on in our healthcare system. And the thing is, we're not doing enough organ transplants here. And the reason is very simple. We don't have enough organ transplant surgeons. And let's talk about that in particular when it comes to donated kidneys that are now being sent to other provinces as a result. So joining us now is Dr. John Gill, who's a nephrologist at Vancouver General Hospital. Dr. Gill, thank you for joining us. Uh, good morning, Simi. Uh, my name is John Gill. I work actually at St. Paul's Hospital, and just by way of background for the listeners, uh, I work in the UBC Division of Nephrology Kidney Transplant Program, which performs all of the adult kidney transplants in the province, and that program operates at St. Paul's and VGH, and I work at St. Paul's. Okay, so thank you for that. So tell me, how big is the program here in BC? So we have uh, one of the largest programs in the entire country. Um, Historically, we perform just over 320 kidney transplants per year, Um, and that includes kidneys from people who have passed away or deceased donor kidney transplants, as well as kidney transplants from living donors. Okay. And have you seen changes in the program because we don't have enough transplant surgeons? Absolutely. So since 2022, we've really had a surgical crisis um, in the kidney transplant program on the adult side, where we're basically operating with half the number of surgeons that we need to safely perform these transplants. Uh, Currently, we have four surgeons, which means those folks are operating every second day. Um, And because of that, we've had to shutter the program about 20% of the time, and that has resulted in a significant number of kidneys that have been donated in BC not being able to be transplanted in patients on BC transplant uh, waiting lists. As a result, those kidneys have been uh, shipped to for transplant to other programs, and those are really uh, lost opportunities for life-saving transplants because we do not have a national uh, organ donation system, so there'll be no payback for those kidneys. They're not they're not coming back to BC patients. Doctor Gill, that sounds that sounds terrible. I mean, twenty percent. That's a lot of people on a waiting list who aren't getting a kidney. So the actual numbers. Um, so in twenty twenty two, we performed two hundred and eighty eight uh, transplants at both hospitals, but seventy op- uh, opportunities for transplantation were lost. That includes 60 kidneys, which were actually transported and, and, and uh, benefited patients on waiting lists in other provinces, which is a good thing. But there were 10 uh, kidneys that uh, were not recovered in BC. These were from older, more fragile donors, which those kidneys don't, uh, can't be transported easily. And normally we would have uh, transplanted uh, those kidneys uh, into BC patients um, just for logistical reasons we can we can do that but they don't travel very well in 2023 to date we've lost 13 opportunities for transplant uh, where uh, 13 transplants didn't occur for the same reason but more importantly in addition we were unable to import uh, two uh, kidneys for people who are what we call very highly sensitized these are the select few patients who are on a national waiting list because they're very hard to match. And so if they 
receive a kidney that matches to them anywhere in the country in those special circumstances we would import those kidneys and we were unable to accept two kidneys for so such patients which really is is a a travesty because those patients probably uh, may not ever get another offer for transplant. Oh, Dr. Gill, I'm just shaking my head listening to you in this. Like, how did we get here? Well, you know, we have had a lot of good things in our province. The kidney transplant program is a leading program in the world. Just to give you some background, um, uh, you know, we have about 7,500 patients who are alive with kidney failure, meaning that they have to be treated with dialysis or transplant. And BC has the highest proportion of people in the entire country that are treated with transplant. Over 52% of that 7,400 patients are treated with transplant. So we have had significant growth in the program due to really um, outstanding support from society with organ donation, excellent work on the organ donation side from BC Transplant, and we have very strong living donor programs. So the program has grown about 40% over the last three to four years and, and uh, that's really uh, unprecedented growth, but we haven't kept pace with investing in, you know, this life-saving service. Um, and I think it's, if I, if I may just expand a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, we've, we've heard a lot about unmet needs in healthcare, and they're extremely pressing, but this is a little bit different in that we're talking about a very specialized program that provides life-saving uh, transplants. And, you know, just to give you a sense of the societal benefits of, of, of kidney transplantation, they're life-saving for the patients that receive them. Uh, a diagnosis of kidney failure is similar to a diagnosis of cancer, and transplant transforms that. So these patients significantly improve uh, their, their life expectancy. They have way better quality of life. But importantly for us, you know, for the taxpayers in, in, in the province, each kidney transplant over the life of the transplant saves the healthcare system over half a million dollars compared to treatment with dialysis. So this is a specialized program that really should be protected and optimally resourced because of the societal value that it, it, it uh, provides. You know, the parallel for me would be to say, you know, it would never be acceptable to say that we would stop our cardiothoracic or bypass uh, uh, heart programs um, because it affects so many people. This has the same magnitude just for a smaller number of people. So to say that we would shut that service down, you know, 20% of the time is, is really wouldn't be tolerated. And, and here, uh, that's what's happening because of the shortage that we have. Right. What you're saying here is it's really it's also a numbers game, right? To invest a little bit up front means that we're going to save more money in the long run and save people's, you know, quality of life and, and what they're able to do. That's absolutely true. But, uh, you know, transplant is unique in that it's linked to societal trust, right? Uh, people are donating organs uh, to help save patients' lives. Now, it is a good thing that the, the majority of those organs did benefit other Canadians, but we don't have a national system. So, Patients in BC are not benefiting from organs that are donated in BC. So how do we fix this then? What kind of investment needs to be made? So I think that, you know, we need to think about uh, healthcare in a way uh, that is perhaps different, which is to say that what is the the critical functions that have to be done? um, And the kidney transplant program is an example of that. It needs 24-7 support, 365 days a year. It takes, it's a team sport. It takes 
surgeons, medical doctors, uh, specialized nursing care and pharmacists to deliver these therapies, but they have huge value to the, to, to the, to the, to, to the society. And so I think we need to sort of think about how are we going to attract uh, people and retain people to operate this valuable service. So I think it needs a, a different model of, of thinking about how we support these, uh, these programs so that they never are compromised. Right now, we have a world-leading program that is uh, being significantly handicapped. Would, would you use the word compromise? Would you say the program is right now compromised? Absolutely. The integrity of the program is being compromised, but more importantly, our patients. I mean, again, I come back to the, the human toll of this. We're talking about over 80 patients in BC who've been waiting years for, for kidney transplants who did not receive them. Um, and I think that that is ultimately the most compelling narrative. All of the other health economic issues that I've touched upon are, are obviously secondary considerations, uh, but they were important in the context of how you know we invest and protect our healthcare system for the future. How hard is it for us to recruit more transplant surgeons, and what kind of challenge is this? Well, that's a huge challenge because uh, you know my surgical colleagues perform very technical work. It's hard work. It's done at unsociable hours, and it, and right now they're taking call every second day. Um, and, uh, and that, so anybody we recruit is going to be coming into a very difficult work environment. Um, it will take time to get up to, uh, we need eight transplant surgeons. Currently we have four. It's going to take time to find those people and to recruit them, uh, uh, to, to the province. So this is an issue that again, I would describe it as a crisis. Dr. Gill, thanks for telling us about it this morning. Thank you for your time and interest.